Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, we're happy that you're joining us today as we continue to talk about all things Catholic. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as always, by Josh Sullivan over here. Hello. Josh, welcome to you. Thank you very much. And uh, Matt Van Milligan's over here. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. Yeah, uh, you guys been okay lately? Yeah, so far. Eh? We missed a, a week last week in our uh, podcast. Yeah. Took a little break. We yeah. all needed a little uh, pause there, and now we're refreshed, and and uh, we needed a pause because today <laughs> we're going to talk about something that's uh, uh, going to uh, maybe cause us to have another break soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it's uh, it's a really good thing that we talked about because a couple episodes ago we talked we said that we were going to talk about abortion. Yeah. And uh, so now we are. We're going to talk about abortion. It's a really uh, important issue uh, that's uh, for our faith, right? We we love life. Uh, God has given us life. And right now in the U.S., what's happening with Roe versus Wade, right? Uh, and uh, the challenges there, the leaked document that's out. So obviously it's in the news, for better or for worse. Like last weekend, uh, uh, there were uh, lots of churches vandalized in the United States. You know, like the court sort of is going to uh, reverse this decision, right? Is mm -hmm. that the proper terminology, I guess? Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're, they're not even sure yet. There's a draft opinion that says right. they are prepared or there's at least a, a legal case for overturning uh, Roe versus Wade, which is kind of the uh, precedent legislation for a lot of the, the abortion law in the U.S. Yeah, and then people turned to Catholic churches and, and, and protested. Uh, some invading into into the churches, uh, you know, during during mass. Some people egging and uh, spray painting and protesting. I gotta be honest. As much as that's a horrible, terrible thing, yeah. To me, it gives me a little bit of pride as as a Catholic that when this happens in the court system, they don't egg and vandalize the court system they come to the they catholic go to the church they go to the truth and then they like you know you guys are the ones that you know are, that are keeping <laughs> to push this, this. <laughs> yeah. but we're but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about today you know Was not it, yeah. not all catholics are on board yeah, with this yeah. teaching and we're going to talk about that too so first before we go any further talking about abortion today uh i think we should just uh you know clarify here that we are three men <laughs> talking <laughs> about abortion and that's and people have a problem with that people say well of course they're gonna say it they're men you know how can they speak about abortion and what we're doing today is not giving our opinion on abortion and we're not giving our uh you know personal <laughs> um stories or, yeah, or, yeah, or exactly. you know but we're presenting the catholic church's teaching on abortion and i think that's really important for people to know because uh, you know catholics and non-catholics and why the church teaches that you know because people think like oh you're you're taking away um the right of of, of women you're taking away uh, the freedom uh, to choose for women but the the church's teaching is so much more than that you know it, to preserve life to, mm. to really be people who love life. And I and I hope that today people can find some beauty in the church's teaching. Yeah. So let's uh, go right, right uh, off the bat. You know, where, what better way to, uh, better place to start than the uh, catechism of the Catholic Church, right? So first and foremost, if you're following along at home with the catechism, it's 2270 and it says this. It says human life must be be respected and protected absolutely 
from the moment of conception. There it is. Strong language, you know? Respected yeah. and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized as having the rights of a person, uh, among which is inviolable right of every innocent being to life. And then it quotes uh, Jeremiah, right? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. That, that's 2270. 2271. Here we go. The next one there. Since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. 2,000 years of the exact same teaching. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is, uh, Matt, you... <laughs> You would know more about this uh, than me, but like, you know, the early Christians, you know, because in the scriptures, you know, there was uh, people, uh, there was examples of like infanticide and like all these things, right? So the early church community was against all these things, uh, infanticide. And uh, what was the, they used to do exposure? Was that what it was called? Exposure? Um, Yeah, there are are a number of uh, early examples, but, you know, in, in the kind of missionary life of the church through like encountering other world religions where infanticide was just kind of a natural part. So there, there were a number of um kind of pre-christian greek cultures that you know that this this was a part of part of their their religion part of their cultural societal practice and yeah. you know from from the very beginning um because the church is committed to you know protecting and defending life um that you know that the implication there or the extension of that um you know respect the innate respect for life is a rejection of you know any yeah, <laughs> any rejection of that or any kind of desecration of that. Exactly. Um, and and so you, there's examples, right, before even the church formally started, right, that people were sort of not in favor uh, of this. And then, of course, it goes, so it says direct abortion, that is to say abortion willed either as an end or a means is gravely contrary to the moral law, Okay. And then, of course, it goes on to say, so you can read that at home if you're, so for 2270, 2271, 2272, because it goes on to say, even cooperation in an abortion constitutes a grave offense, you know? Isn't isn't both either ha- committing the act of abortion or, or cooperating. Partici- co- cooperating in yeah. it, both of those are excommunicable offenses. Yeah, we, we talked about, about this in another episode, formal right. cooperation, so it could be the doctor in, uh, involved, yeah. right? Uh, could be... Uh, person you know, driving the person. Yeah, you're gonna... Or you've convinced them, you know, you've convinced, that's, to have, even yeah, you convinced them, you've given them a ride, you, yeah. whatever it might be, and remember the penalty attached to that yeah. is excommunication. It's a late sententiae uh, excommunication, but of course, the person has to have known that what they were doing Who was, was an excommunicable offense i said that word with no problem this time <laughs> yeah i think i think one of the things i just want to point out one of the first ones you just read there was from life begins at conception and this is one of those things that it it boggles the mind sometimes but if you think about it they you talk about with abortion then when in canada we don't have any laws stopping abortion from happening throughout the entire pregnancy. Some Sometimes in different states in the United States or different countries and stuff, you hear like, okay, after this term, they're not allowed to commit abortion anymore. But in Canada, no, you can commit abortion up to t- like the 10 months, <laughs> uh, the nine and a half months or whatever it is, like right up until the time of birth, you can commit abortion. Um, we don't have that stop. And people don't realize that. In fact, I, a lot of times when I've talked to people about it, they, they're like, no, 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 Canada has it. No, but if you look it up, the law says right through, right? Isn't that? 
Yeah, that's right. Because in uh, in Canada, that's right. Uh, abortion is legal uh, at all stages of pregnancy for any reason, and of course, it's funded by uh, taxpayer money uh, from the federal and provincial governments. Yeah, I think this is one of those places, though. Like part of it to be. Different states and argue. Okay, well, it's when it's when um, the baby has their own heartbeat. It's, ba- it's when the Catholic Church life begins at conception. What conception means is when the baby's DNA is its own, right? It's when the mother and father DNA mold together at conception. That's when the soul is granted. That's when the Catholic Church believes that the soul is granted. And when the DNA is different than the mother's DNA. That's when that baby is conceived. That's when the soul is granted. That's when the baby becomes its own person, which makes sense when you're thinking about science. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. DNA is different, you know? Yeah, and it's it's interesting that like the context for this discussion now is that the the US Supreme Court is looking at the kind of legal foundations and the like when when this when this legal precedent was established, they didn't know as much about you know DNA. conception. Yeah, yeah, yeah at, at that point. But it's like no, now sure. it's like ten out of ten embryologists agree that you know that the zygote, the embryo, is human, yeah. and then it's like it has unique DNA, and like that yeah. that RNA replication happens immediately. immediately. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no kind of period in between. Um, so yeah, it's it's. It's it's the discussion is timely, um, but unfortunately, um, especially in Canada, yeah. like we don't really have a lot of opportunity to have that discussion because a lot of times it's just shouted down or it's just kind of rejected or like the ability to have a re- reasonable, rational discussion um, about abortion. It is kind of increasingly difficult as, you know. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the rhetoric around around yeah, it and it's polarized. difficult. You know why? Because like you know, so the, the church obviously teaches, like we believe that God gives us life, yeah. right? Like God gives us life, and, and we're happy uh, with our life, and so that's the foundation of our of our um, teaching on abortion. And yet, that that seems to be in direct opposition with today. It's like you know this this my body my choice argument, and uh, you know. Maybe on some sort of level, these uh, people with that argument will say, well, you know, I have the right to do with my body. Where the church would say is like exactly what you're saying. When this new life is introduced into your body, you know, that that also has the right (laughs) to live, right? And that's where it becomes heated. It's because there's this uh, almost understanding that like this teaching on abortion or this this, uh, disapproval or uh, of abortion is going directly against your freedom to choose, yeah. you know? Um, and d- just if I can, because like from a Catholic moral teaching perspective, if if all that were at stake was an individual's autonomy, an individual's ability to choose uh, for themselves, so like whether to harm themselves or not, like we talked a few weeks ago about, um, you know, uh, um, the tradition of Catholic moral teaching is that, like, in order for um, moral decisions to be moral, they need to be freely chosen. And it's like if if all yeah. the stakes were, you know, my body, my choice, that that wouldn't matter so much. Or like, you get and, a tattoo, and, get a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Pierce your ears, it's, it's pierce not your ears. about um, the yeah. church's desire to control individuals or or anything like that. If but if if it is a scientific fact that. The, the baby is a baby and the baby is it's a separate DNA is another separate, yeah, yeah is an, another, another person then yeah. the, the my body and my choice doesn't doesn't really apply the you know this this whole thing about this heated discussion like mm-hmm. we should be able to have conversation you know like for example when I'm uh, at, with college students or whatever the university students 
uh, even high school students, and you talk about this subject, we do it peacefully. And, 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 and sure, not everyone agrees with me and not everyone, everyone has their own sort of uh, understanding, right? But to be able to have a peaceful conversation about that is really important. And that's what's missing today. Like this dialogue, like look at Roe v. Wade that happened, you know, this leaked document and, and everything just exploded. Twitter mm-hmm. explodes, mm-hmm. the internet explodes, protests in churches. Uh, mm-hmm. It trickles down here into Canada. Um, you know, we should be able to have this conversation uh, about these things in a respectful way, right? Yes, we're, not, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to... <laughs> change people's minds uh, immediately or, or all those or things. Or even that, condone some of the things that you do see people that are pro-life doing necessarily, right? right? I mean, but but there is there is definitely a rational, uh, like you should be able to have rational discussion about this. And like we're talking right now about DNA and scientific proof and all that kind of stuff coming into it. People on both sides have high emotions and sometimes people that are, are let's say, pro-life would have they they know what they feel they know why they feel it and may, and maybe it comes from past experiences maybe it comes from whatever but they they have this uh, opinion and they're they might not be able to they might not have the words to back it up and it gets emotional and same with the other side those that the 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 pro choice or the my body my choice they have they have this feeling they have this emotion they have this but they don't have necessarily the discussion to back it up so then it becomes an emotional war exactly. a yelling at both sides or and a lot of times actually i got to be honest when you go to things like when you see things like the um, right to life rally mm-hmm. uh, the march on the on the hill that's coming up um, in Canada, where we have protest protesting the law that my federal tax dollars are paying for this mm-hmm. uh, for people's abortions, like I don't want that to have happen, um, and so going and protesting that, those are those are the types of things that people are protesting against, and they and those are most of the time pretty calm, like every but you don't see it on the news because they don't want to promote that type of thing, and I, I will say like healthy dialogue around this issue, yeah. you know, like. Uh, with the march for life, yeah. For the most part, I I I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's uh, uh of course it's peaceful from the march for life uh, perspective. <laughs> perspective. Yeah. And I, there's always counter protest, but also for the most part peaceful, right? Yeah. And I've never I don't remember anything crazy getting well, out of there's hand. There's been a couple maybe of maybe a things, few incidents but, yeah, here but, and there, right? Yeah, yeah. I do remember, you know, like every year we have the. Um, uh, life chain yeah. where all you know cities across Canada you people are silently and prayerfully uh, standing uh, for life yeah. and uh, I, in particular this past year like the last one that happened there was a counter protest across the street and I was very happy yeah. that it was just very peaceful and yeah. and I like that was I think respectful of of everyone you know yeah. like you, you they also have a right to protest mm-hmm. Uh, but it was peaceful. No one was throwing things at each other, which I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and things like that. Then look at, you know, the Ontario government uh, a couple years ago introduced this buffer zone law. Yeah. You know, you can't sort of do this protests yeah. anywhere near abortion clinics. You know, so this this uh, slowly taking away the right to talk about this issue. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. And um, I just remember a story just a few weeks ago on, on CBC. There was a school in uh, the London Catholic District School Board uh, that the grade eight teacher, I guess, was teaching about uh, life and what the church teaches about life. You know, so a student went home and complained, I guess, and the mom went to the media 
And uh, she just talked about how the, the school has no right to talk about that. Uh, that Or if they're going to teach about abortion, they should talk about the other side. You know, like, don't just talk about the how the church promotes life and wants to safeguard life. You should teach about the other side, you know. And, you know, again, just the, the discussion comments, the uproar. I'm sure the school board got tons of yeah. letters. That school, I'm sure... You know, but I think it's it's really important for us to be able to have uh, healthy discussions about this issue because let's remember at the end of the day, um, you know, the Catholics are coming from a perspective and Christians too. In the United States, more uh, evangelical Christians actually yeah. uh, are pro-life mm-hmm. than I guess some of the Catholics, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but our perspective is that God has given us life and we want to preserve this, of course. right? One of the one of the people that uh, I, I heard being interviewed one time, um, she was one of those one of the people that kind of has been in jail for most of her life, yeah. uh, for for protesting at abortion centers or going in and talking people out of abortions and that's Mary type of Wagner. Things. It wasn't her, but oh, it was okay. it was someone similar, and she was down in the states. But one of the things she talked about, she said, she said, if let's just put it in this way, if you believe that that is a life. If that thing that that is going to be lost, if you saw somebody on a lawn, a public lawn that said, "Don't walk on the grass, or you'll be arrested," but you saw and and on this on this lawn there was a little pond, and you saw an old man trip and fall into the pond and started drowning, would you not run across that lawn and save that person from dying? And she, when she when she made that argument, I was like, oh wow. Like so, when some, she's being asked, like, why, why do you keep going? Why do you keep going to jail? Why do you keep doing this? And she was very reasonable. Really, um, her 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 like her protest wasn't wild necessarily. It was it was very, you know. But but in doing that, when when that was mentioned, I was like, oh wow, yeah, no, I would yeah. totally disregard the rules to save a human life. Yeah. Yes, but you know, so yeah, and uh, I think part of the reason it gets so heated is that because the stakes involved aren't just kind of winning an intellectual debate that it's yeah. like we're talking about actual lives we're talking yeah. about um and like that the that the the conversation itself is kind of progressively outlawed in canada is is yeah. a bit disheartening but I, I think uh um since we started this talking about kind of the the u.s and the the supreme court i think like to their credit um i think like their their existing kind of legal mechanisms and the the state of you know public rhetoric in the states it's like um, it's heartening to see that, like, even at the last two um, Supreme Court justice confirmations, that like they're still willing to have this debate. They're still willing to debate, like, to talk about this in a in a public forum because they recognize that you know the stakes the stakes matter. Yeah, instead yeah. of just shutting down all conversation yeah. around it, and like even even to the point of, I mean, it happened a little while ago, but about um, I think it came out with the federal government wasn't going to provide student grant funding unless yeah. you sign something yeah. against abortion. Of yeah. course, like the, the, the to, summer to program. Me, why yeah. is that? Like, so if we're going to have a reasonable, rash discussion, why is that? Um, a condition of getting federal tax money yeah. as a grant for like that's just a way of of hurting very like that's very uh, directed yeah. um, way of hurting. In, you in know, some people. ways, I think that you know um, because of the pressure there not to talk about stuff. Yeah, you know that that's that's why we don't talk about these issues, and I think people are afraid to talk about these issues. I think yeah. even people who uh, want to be people who defend life are afraid to do so because of the backlash. Yeah. And maybe that's what this whole thing has created in Canada. You know, like yeah. uh, all these 
you know, all these layers of things to, well, we, we to are, make you uncomfortable. They talk and, about the Canadian people being a polite people, but I, yeah. I, I, I feel like that actually hurts when we don't want to. Like, I love the fact when I'm with my American friends that they would stand up and say something against something that they believe. You know, I mean, if someone right. says something against something they believe. Um, it's something that we don't have in Canada so much. People are willing to take the hit and take the hit and take the hit again and, and not to not offend someone else's opinion. Yeah. However, the person that is doing the offending does not care about your opinion. You know what I mean? Like, so stand up for what you believe and we need to start talking back. We need to start start and, and learning and, and understanding what our what our country teaches, what our church teaches, um, and, and so that we are able to defend what we believe and why we believe it. Let's talk some statistics okay. because uh, I think uh, people say, well, how bad is the issue, right? Okay. You know. Yeah. So there is uh, uh, the Guttmacher Institute that releases, uh, has recently released just a, a month or two ago, uh, estimates of uh, pregnancy and abortion rates for 150 countries, okay? So you can go look at it. Uh, for the Guttmacher Institute. And um, so for Canada, the, the, the numbers are there. And this is what it says in Canada. So between the years of 2015 and 2019, okay, Four so years. Okay. annually, it says annually, a total of 570,000 pregnancies annually, okay? So not a combined. Uh, That's how many people years. were born? It says 570,000 pregnancies, okay? okay. Of these... It says, this is right from the Guttmacher Institute, of these 265,000 pregnancies were unintended. Okay. Okay. 200,000. So if you're doing the math, that's almost half. Yeah. 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 Okay. 97,500 ended in abortion. So 37% uh, of unintended pregnancies ended in abortion. Okay. And that would say about almost 17% of all pregnancies in Canada during those years. Okay. So those are some statistics. Yeah. So, okay. Um, also, the USA <laughs> Today uh, has uh, put out some statistics on uh, numbers in uh, the US of reasons why. People have people abortions. have abortion wow. because I I don't want I want to bring up the fact that you know pe- uh, whenever I'm speaking to a crowd about this topic it's not like I go around and speak about this topic but when it comes up in uh, yeah. questions at schools and things like that you know uh, 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 the question about rape always yeah. comes up 100 let like rape is never okay never okay no. let me just uh, state that okay uh, but that's the question so the USA today puts out a number of reasons why people have abortions and uh 1% 1% are the victim of rape 0.5% as uh, is the because the pregnancy is a result of incest okay yeah. so that's 1.5% together let's put them together rape and and incest incest so here are the top reasons why people have abortion can't afford a baby okay <laughs> Uh, don't want to be uh, a single mother. Having a baby would dramatically change my life. 74%. Having a baby would dramatically change my life. Okay, 74%. And 38% said, having co- I've already completed my childbearing. Like I'm done having kids sort of thing, right? So those are large percentages yeah. of the reasons for abortion. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to like, really, it sounds, sounds like a matter of convenience. Well, okay, and I heard I heard a discussion on this one time, and again, if you if you were to say then, okay, you know what, the Catholic Church would never agree 
to any form of abortion. But if we were to say only in the cases of rape and incest, you know, if those two, then you can have abortion. Would would people agree to that? Yeah. I, and if if they would agree to that, then again, then you've just saved almost what was that? Almost uh, two hundred thousand, one point five percent. You've saved less tw- like one hundred eighty thousand lives. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you saved one hundred eighty thousand lives. Just by making it illegal because you you feel like it, right? It does sound like it's a, a yeah, point. and 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 so I I think you know we have to we have to look at the reality of abortion yeah. and also let's look at the underlying issues of abortion too, right? Like, yes, um, especially I want people to know that if you have had an abortion uh, or suffering uh, the effects of an abortion, right? Like. Uh, you know, there's post-traumatic, uh, even like uh, even in preparing for this episode, I've been on a lot of uh, websites that uh, for clinics that offer abortion, and almost every one of the clinics has post-traumatic uh, counseling lessons or counseling. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so it's a, it's a thing. That's to say that the the church is here to help in that situation. Yeah, for sure. The church is here to help. You know, please, I don't want anyone to feel like if you've had an abortion that you are not uh, able to reach out to the church uh, because I think that would be the wrong message to, to, to give, right? Yeah. The church always helps in healing. Yeah, and I think like I think that is the constructive place that the conversation needs to get to, yeah. like even, even in the catechism. Like the starting point isn't abortion is wrong. The starting point is life must be respected. That that's and, and we're talking about yeah. everything to do with that. We're talking about euthanasia. We're talking about yeah, yeah, um, those types of things. That it's it's not enough to reject a culture of death. It's not enough to reject these these violations. That you know we need to become a church, a community, a people, um, like beyond our our church community that that um, uh, endorses a culture of life that yeah. supports people who are in these situations who are you know, um, at this crossroad where they have to make a, a, a difficult decision about, you know, uh, something that's going to change their life in a substantial way. Yeah. And it's like, if, if they don't have that support structure, if they don't have, like, we need to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. Yeah. And there are, you know, fantastic resources um, for, for available for people to do that. But I think uh, it's, it's not enough to, you know, make an argument against this. Like, we need to support life at every stage yeah um, we need to yeah have the conversation that you know human dignity matters yeah yeah, yeah and i think the more we t- maybe that maybe that's the case maybe like the more we do talk about it yeah. the more people come to realize that you know people i think see pro-lifers i think the stereotype there is that we're a bunch of angry people who want to control people who don't care we just want people to to be giving birth and we don't care about those those people after <laughs> yeah. birth right and i think that's sort of the stereotype there but i think you're right not like that's totally not like our ministry is to help people even like look at pope francis in 2016 or 17 you know like this is not um, doesn't really matter for us in canada because priests have the uh, uh jurisdiction if you will to uh, forgive the sin of abortion or in confession and yeah. to lift that uh late sententia excommunication but not all uh, conferences of bishops have allowed that, right? So Pope Francis made that widely available in 2017. Like, please come back and and you know to receive that forgiveness, to receive this counseling, this this help, this healing, right? Realize that you are loved because yeah. of who you are and not because of what you've done. 
Yeah. Right? And 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 that yeah, that the church stands by that 110%. Yeah. And foster and, a community that sees children as a blessing and yeah, not yeah. not a liability or like, you know, you have that person in the grocery store when they see anybody with more than 2.4 kids and yeah. they say, <laughs> you know what causes that, right? And like yeah. or that like we need to um, you know, change, flip the script, change the language around, yeah. you know, I do want to talk about, you know, there are Catholics out there that don't help the cause, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, and in some ways, like I said, like the conversations we're having with people, right, you know, you're not allowed to talk about it here, you're not allowed to go and stand on the street and, 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 and pray, or you're not allowed to have these things, you know, like look at the churches this weekend that were evangelizing the United States, it's horrible, so people might be afraid to stand up uh, to, uh, you know, to stand for life, but there are Catholics, you know, uh, mass attending Catholics, like the Pew Research yeah. Center had released some statistics. Uh, they said that uh, in 67%, uh, only 67%, so two-thirds of Catholics who attend mass regularly are would say that Their abortion is not right. Yeah. Whereas a third, 33%, said that it's fine. <laughs> of of regularly attending so like you look around our church on Sunday you know do we really know what we're doing when we're talking about that you know we, we talk about this I've talked about this many times but if you grab this old catechism and you take that beautiful page that we just talked about at the very beginning 2270 2270 you're as a Catholic you need to believe this whole thing this whole thing is is what we believe you can't just open it up to two page, page 2200 whatever it is and rip out that page on abortion and be like okay now that's because now it's not the catechism of the Catholic Church. It's Bob's catechism. It's yeah. Josh's catechism. It's like it's 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 not the catechism of the Catholic Church. You can't call yourself Catholic unless this this is your you know these are what you believe. So you can't you can't possibly you know what I mean uh, um, believe that abortion's okay if the Catholic Church is this like very clear about it yeah. what it says and you know and you can't say that. It's, it's, you know, I just think like we just celebrated Mother's Day, <laughs> you know, we just yeah. celebrated Mother's Day and uh, what a blessing mothers are, you know, like uh, uh, this weekend we were talking mothers and, uh, you know, God has, has taken mothers and, and shares with them this mm -hmm. role in creation, yeah. right? Like mothers bring life into the world. It's such a beautiful thing. And we, and we celebrate mothers. We celebrate mothers on Sunday. Yeah. You know, everyone posts on social media. Everyone buys for the flowers and cards and chocolates and buys dinner and all these things, you know. But it, it's like almost, uh, you know, like ooh, in a sense, it's like people want to celebrate mothers who have chosen to be mothers, not yeah. just mothers who have. Uh, God has chosen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. God has chosen to be mothers. Okay, just a few, a few quick facts here because I think we're yeah. running out of time. Uh, I, I messed up my clock here, so I, <laughs> I really don't know what's, uh, how yeah, much we're pretty time close. we have left. Um, but so the Roe v. Wade that started this conversation. Yeah. So obviously we know that, uh, that Roe, right? Um, that is Jane Rowe. Her real name is uh, Norma McCorvey. So she was the one that uh, was in the, involved in the initial case that happened in uh, 1973. So in 1995, Norma McCorvey actually became a Christian. She was baptized into the Christian faith uh, and began talking about, you know, uh, her pro-life stance. And she died in 2017. Now, 
you know, people will say uh, there's uh, someone released a documentary saying that on her deathbed she took it all back. Of you course. Know? But her friends, her family, and her friends, and yeah. uh, say that that's not the case, right? Yeah. That, that, that were that there. The case. <laughs> so even even this case that that started this whole thing, Roe v. Wade, you know, uh, Jane Roe from Roe v. Wade even had a change of heart, which which uh, is is amazing. There's tons of stories of abortionists, doctors, uh, people who have provided abortions who ha- are have their story online uh, about uh, how they've come to a change of heart, you know, and they and they. Uh, they came to realize what they were doing. Like we haven't even talked about how an abortion happens. No, you know, yeah. and it's really sad. I don't. We're not going to talk about that because oh, well, that, yeah, we don't have to know, talk about a, that. I don't think it's sad uh, about how an actual abortion happens. And then that's in the U.S. Like, look at the the case in Canada that yeah. we were talking about, and that was 1998. It was uh, the Morgenthaler case that, that struck down the law. Uh, you know, the abortion law was seen as unconstitutional in 1988. Did I say yeah. 98? Yeah. Did I say 98? Yeah, yeah, he said yeah. 98. It was I meant 88. 88, yeah. yeah. And then there's just been, you know, expanded uh, expanded uh, <laughs> access to abortion since then. Even in 2017, the uh, drug there, uh, that uh, Mifagismo, Mifagismo, yeah. I forget how to pronounce it. Yeah, uh, you know, so they started the to cover the cost pill. of that pill yeah. uh, and insurance plans, you know, so we're just getting more and more. Uh, Pe- people don't realize, too, that like we have the morning after pill, which also is an abortion. We have like the plan B morning after, whatever you want to call it. Pill. It's but, yeah. Exactly. But also the, um, people that are on the pill, and we're going to talk about this as a contraception. Yeah. The way that the pill works as a contraception, if you're on the pill taking it monthly or whatever the case may be, I mean monthly, daily, but um, that is a form of abortion. And we'll talk more about that later on when we talk about sex and contraception and all that other stuff. I know that's coming up in a couple of weeks, but um, that just so that people realize it. And there, there, is, there is a difference. I mean, taking the pill for the right reasons, maybe uh, having, and we'll talk about that during the contra- contraception thing. There are, there are reasons to potentially take the pill. But if you are taking the pill, it, it, then you are required to do a couple things, you know? So making right. sure that's never abortion. Yes. Uh, so we talked about this uh, conversation. We're going we're gonna to keep watching to see what happens in the U.S. and uh, pray for our own country in Canada. But you know what? Uh, I, I, I truly think that uh, people of goodwill, you know, if, if, uh, if for Catholics, if you are uh, okay with abortion, it's time to really reflect on that uh, and to really, to really understand what abortion is and why the church teaches what it does. For those who don't want to have the conversation with people, you know, Catholics and non-Catholics, pro-lifers and pro-choicers, yeah. whatever the labels they give people. I mean, I, you know, let's just see each other as people and have conversations with love and respect and, and uh, you know, try and create a place where yeah. we love our children. You and, know? And, and if you are a person right now contemplating abortion or ever in that situation or you know of somebody that is, Come talk to the Catholic Church. Come talk to specifically. I, like I'll take your baby. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, I got four boys on a farm, a lovely home. I'll take your baby. Like we will, we will, we will find a place for that baby and that child. If it's about you not being able to raise a child, give the child the chance at life, and we will support that. You know. And there's different, obviously, lots of different organizations out there that can help as well. But this beautiful place is doing beautiful work. So. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks for this discussion. I know it's uh, not Tough always one. easy to talk about yeah. those things, and uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of conversation after uh, we're done taping, but also for people at home who are watching or listening. So if you have a comment to drop us a line, you can do that at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com or leave a comment right in the YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, or Instagram post. Okay. So for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz.